When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing today? Uh, uh, feeling like, you know, uh, the pressure of the world is upon me. Just trying to get everything done for everybody. Nothing for me, for everybody else for Christmas. So that's how I feel. Well, I think I feel you like have I need a vacation. You and everybody else in the world have yeah. that same sense, I think. Well, there's some people that are smart enough to get this stuff done ahead of time, but that's not me. Yeah, but people still stress out anyway, whether they're finished or not. It's a, it's it's a you know, you try to do it all so beautifully and it puts a lot of pressure on women more so, I think, not to stereotype, but yeah. I think so because we have to do all the other little tidbit things. I had an uncle who used to religiously go Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve. Me too. I used to do that. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved so it. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. He loved it. Yeah. That was great. Not everything, but I got a big, a good portion of it Christmas yeah. Eve. I just think that 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 stress would drive me nuts. Yeah, that does. But you know what? You end up getting what you get done because you don't think I could do it tomorrow because you can't. Well, that's true. <laughs> don't put off today yep. what you could do. Is that that? What's that old line? Don't, don't put, put off, off tomorrow what, what you, you can, can do, do today. today. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yes, it's very, it's, it, as Patty said, coming in, it doesn't feel like Christmas. And I Why? like that it doesn't because meaning there's no snow. Oh, what? It's 50 degrees out 50, or 45 yeah, since I love. It's crazy. I, mean, I, I, I would like it to be like this all winter. Oh. No snow. And if it does snow, it melts immediately. No, no, no. I bought four ski passes oh. this year. No. no, no and we have yes. not had snow for Christmas. But I understand that, that the Elk Mountain, I found out yesterday from an avid skier who goes there, he said elk is in perfect shape. <gasps> really? Yes. That's made wonderful. Snow, and the snow we've had the last couple, the last week has really made a difference. Mm. So everybody's ready for the skiers next well, week. That is one sport, well, there's many, but that is one sport that I just don't understand. <laughs> Love I don't it. don't understand. See, and I have a hard time with golf, even though well, I'm a that banker. too. But that, <laughs> the skiing is too cold and way too, like, too, like, dangerous, I feel, that you're going to fall. Awesome. And then the golf is way too slow. So that's both ends of the, and you're cold. I told you that story years on this show before about when I went once and only once to ski when I was at, went on the ski club at West Scranton, well, went down the bunny slope and went under a bus. I never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever went again. See, one thing begets another. The only reason that I go running in the winter is because there's no crybabies on the ski lift then. That's way colder when? to be running. I run all winter 
in in the snow and cold yeah. because then there's no crybabies on the snow on the ski lift because it's much colder on the ski lift than it is running. That's so people are crying crybabies when they run. Is that what you mean? No, I no don't cry, get what you mean. I, you can't complain when you're on, you're on the ski lift that you're cold when you've been out running in minus four degree weather. So oh, that's that's yeah, why that's true. One begets the other. It keeps me honest. So <laughs> wow. it's the only reason I do it. Yo. Yeah, no. Well, I love the idea of it, though. And I love, like, we went to the Poconos last night. And so we went by, um, we were on 80, and you could see Camelback. And it was um, all lit up, and you could see them coming down. And I love that whole, there's something about it that is really cool when you think about it. It's mm -hmm. just that I'd be so afraid to fall that, I mean, and everybody falls, but to get hurt. And I, so I think, why am I going to do a sport with that possibility? I've never, but it's so pretty to never watch. Never been interested in skiing, and that's that's the same thing a lot of people say to me when they, especially when we go to the Jersey Shore, and they'll say, "Oh, well, don't you ski?" I said, "No," and well, we don't go to the beach either. I said, "Oh, okay." So, well, there you go. That's how it works. <laughs> Give I me a beach any day. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. So, Patty, you do do you go a lot? I oh, mean, yeah, yeah, we we go. Um, we go almost every Sunday. So this year we kind of found that great deal they have in. Uh, in the, in the summer for ski passes and my kids all go and uh and oh i've been skiing with my husband since we were buddies and even when we were dating like that was our thing mountain biking in the summer and skiing in the winter yeah i love i know that's love it. that that i think i love bike riding but i love any outdoor yeah or kayaking or but not the snow i hate <laughs> to be cold like that so i didn't learn to ski till i was like 28. but i bet you're not cold really? are you patty you're not cold. You get cold, but they have hand warmers and you wear equipment. And I mean, the ski lift is what's cold. It's when yeah. you're skiing, you're not so cold. But I don't go if it goes to single digits. Usually that's uncomfortable in my old and age. That's so. icy too. Like that's yeah. scary. My old age. In my yeah, old, age. old age. Like, yeah, you're much colder now than you were when you were yeah, 20. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, it's neat though. It's always neat to mm -hmm. see it. Um, how about ice skating? Do you ice skate? I like to ice skate. I don't do it well. My husband's phenomenal at it and he lets us all know. <laughs> um, we took the kids to New York City oh. last year in March, right after that big cold snap, mm -hmm. and did Rockefeller Center. I love it. And they were doing their thing, and they were trying. I was doing it, and he was, like, zipping around. And people were asking, are you a retired hockey player? And he's like, <laughs> why oh, no? I'm, I'm like, yeah, he's really sick. Oh, man. He lived near the ski rink when he went to college and used to go, uh, or the, the skate rink. I love it. I love to skate. That and did and roller skate. Did you guys either? Did mm -hmm. either one? Yeah, yeah. I love to roller skate more than any things. of it. But that that was. Oh, was fun. I thought I was in the roller derby at Skate Away all those oh, years did ago. You really? Yeah, I used to go give the old elbow on the. No, I wear a helmet now if I'm I did it. But I yeah. that was so much fun. <laughs> helmet, knee pads. Could you skate and, backwards? Yeah. Uh, do I don't remember. Yeah, I could. I, I could remember. not well, but I would do it. The I just love to skate and going around the, and the limbo circles and the oh, the limbo. You had to do the limbo. That was so much. I, really, when you think of it, it was such good exercise and it was so much fun. It was wholesome. So, it just was to skate good. around when the good songs <clears throat> came on, you got out in there and you just got really into it. It was so yeah. much. <laughs> skate away on Taylor Hill. Uh, uh, that's the place. And then, of course, you know, most people went just to hang out on the mushrooms and smooch. <laughs> Really? You know those, they call them the mushroom yes, seeds that they had. Mean. So people would like meet, you know, and you'd see little girls and boys smooching on the mm. mushrooms over there. It was a sight to behold. But anyway, <laughs> I went to skate. Anyway, so what is going on for uh, Christmas? Well, what's going on with your family? Are your boys in yet? My boys will be home.
today, it's, well, we're taping mm-hmm. Thursday, so they're coming home. Sean should be home the, about 4, and Tommy comes in at midnight tonight from um at two flies into a voca so he'll be they'll be home for a couple days sean will be home all next week tommy goes home on tuesday well he doesn't go he goes to he's going to new york city for a couple days and then back to san fran but he'll be in and so we're looking forward to it and yesterday was one of my favorite days because it was the day that i bring lunch to the dpw and the fire department at dunmore and um i just love that i was vince sardo who's with the department he he met me at mansour's and for the sandwich part of it and he said, you know, we really appreciate it. I said, I have to tell you, this is one of my favorite days. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, just going, I meet them over at the fire department and they're so appreciative. And I just, I just have to say, I, I great big thanks to the Dunmore Fire Department, DPW, Digi Judge on DPW. Uh, he's the director. Those guys are the greatest. And the other day I was talking to him. And if I said this before, I don't care. It needs to be repeated. He said, Laurie, there is no good day on the back of a garbage truck. (laughs) Think about that. Seriously, think about it. And I said, that's exactly, that is why you just got to look at these guys and gals, but mostly men, and just be grateful that they do what they do for you. Mm Because it's... It's so appreciated, and I love all. Oh, they're great! And I, when I see them, they toot the horn, and they're just—I just love them. So, that's the little town of Dunmore that I live in. That I want to thank uh, everybody who does all the work year round. Thank you for that, and you're the greatest. That sounds good. And that's always a good day for me. I always feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. So that was my Santa Claus action yesterday. <clears throat> and then I took Ann Cadden out for a while. She got her hair cut. She went to the bank. We went to Dunkin' Donuts. And then she came to the Poconos with us. She's the, one of her first days that she was out, out like that that's with good. her walker. And what did you do in the Poconos? We went to, just took a ride and went to dinner at Marita's little... Tex-Mex place on in Stroudsburg on the main drag mm-hmm. and we had a nice night and it was very nice and then Christmas Eve we're going to tomorrow night we're going to Russell's group of us the kids want to go Saturday night my son Tommy's making pizza at my brother Jimmy's for everybody and Sunday night we're going to Deb Peterson's and Monday night we're at my sister's and the the infamous John Lucas Cadden will be there as his new <laughs> newly adopted name. Right, John? Uh-huh. He guess what he asked me the other day. He, I had called him because Barbara wanted to have him for the um, New Year Christmas Eve too, if he wanted to come. Yeah. And he said he had to go to church and different things. So he said, oh, "Can I ask you a question?" I said, "Sure." And he goes, "All right. Are you going to make the mashed potatoes?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Why, Johnny? Did you like my mashed potatoes?" What was the answer, John? Yes, yes, he gives me, he said they were delicious. I said, well, they're my son Tommy's recipe, and he will be making them, but I think I did a pretty damn good job for the first time out. I do, so they were good. So as long as the mashed potatoes are covered, we're good, Lynn. (laughs) (laughs) We're good. All right, well, we're going to take a little trip down to um, Philly. When are you leaving Sunday, Christmas Eve? Yeah, Christmas Eve day. And I understand there's a potential there for a 
possible nor'easter on monday oh please yeah really I'm sorry for you but yeah i know you're thrilled <laughs> I'm off but i think i think this is not going to be this is going to be a rain sleet mm-hmm. nor'easter thing that's no which good. could destroy all the snow mm-hmm. that's not good but anyway um, no offense patty but rain bring it on rain. <laughs> yeah. go ahead Lynn. so i think that we should be staying through monday and we'll drive back on tuesday which it should be a lot better than driving on Monday. Yeah. So Christmas Day um, is when this is supposed to come up our way. And I don't know if it's going to hit Philadelphia or not. And it could be snow at that point. Nobody knows. But it's anyway. so amazing, isn't it? That so uh, it, from we, days out, they know everything. Yeah. And then this time they just don't know. Yeah. Well, it's weird. It's just weird. And they say, depending on the what is it? It, it there there's a fine line between the rain and snow and they yes. don't know how to call it yet yeah because it depends on which it's just well, how to create far, drama the magic of I christmas say. that's what it is it pushes mm-hmm. it down from the air from canada it depends on how far down that comes but it's coming up for sure and and where it hits that line no one knows no one where knows. she stops nobody knows and there and there you are that's it so um well, I found I found um, the suggestion that you had given me for Patrick A. Good. Mm-hmm. Very glad to hear that. Yes. All right. Did. Yay. <laughs> We're not saying because he'll listen and then he'll know. Oh, uh, well, that's true. And everybody else who listens, who will tell him. Oh, I hear you like blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And you got them for Christmas. <laughs> right. And he'll say, I didn't get them yet. So. Uh, <laughs> He'll be happy. But one of the things um, that we did think about as an option were those wonderful um, candies. And the, which reminds me that I think we really want to acknowledge the passing of Maggie Calpin's sister. Yes. And um, what a sad thing that was, is. I mean, it just, she was such a fighter. I mean, I just, Megan, yes. Megan Calpin Hughes, I just, it just really bothered me so much because I remember her writing on Facebook in great detail what she was doing, what she was taking, what was coming back, what the test results were, what they were going to try next. And she was really devastated <laughs> by it, but she had good days and bad days. And she was hoping that she could, her good days would be more now because this treatment was going on. And it was in great detail. And it just kind of, um, it, well, it just, it, it sort of like hits you like a train when you say, Okay, but she's not there anymore now. She can't write and tell us what she's doing oh, no. because you really, you want her to win. You want her to be the one that gets past this. Oh, no. And it's just, it's very sad. So, it is sad. So our hearts and prayers go out to the Kelp and Hughes family. And yep. we love our Maggie and um, their family, uh, to Sue and to Bill. Uh, it's devastating. So we're thinking of you at this time. And we are going to take a very quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Lori and Lynn. Welcome back.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I'm the managing director of a company called Women of Substance. It's a new financial planning firm that's specifically geared for the financial needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And, and we were talking about money, 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 money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could do that. We were uh, there. We were off air. Off air. <laughs> off air. Okay. Uh, there's a, an article that I may have talked about before, but I love it because I think it's it's so well written in very simple English, and it really speaks to the issue. And it's called Women and Money, and it's written by a woman named Geraldine Seeley. Uh, S-E-A-L-E-Y. And she starts by saying, I paid bills on time. I bargain shopped like a pro. I watched my wallet. So at age 21, working at my first job, I thought I had my act together when it came to my finances. Until I spoke to Joe, an older co-worker who discovered that I had not signed up for the 401k retirement plan offered by our company. He was appalled. Speaking slowly, my well-meaning colleague explained that if I participated in the plan, the company would match my contributions. When I stared at him blankly, he bellowed in frustration, it's free money. Then he tried impressing me with numbers. By investing less than $100 per paycheck, I could eventually accumulate a nest egg of a million dollars or more. Again, crickets. The more he went on about the magic of compound interest, the more he sounded like the teacher on the cartoon Peanuts. I was bewildered. <laughs> Sound effects. Thank you. I was bewildered. What does a 401 even stand for? And for that matter, the K? <laughs> I love it. It's great. She said, to get my colleague off my back, I half-heartedly promised to look at the paperwork. I dithered around and kept putting off and rolling before finally keeping my word one decade later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Better late than never. Yes. Signing up for a 401k was a bizarre psychological hurdle I couldn't get over. But why? I was part of a phenomenon that some money experts have dubbed the female financial paradox. Translation. Like millions of other women, I was perfectly happy to pinch pennies and hunt down sales. Yet I couldn't muster the slightest interest in big picture financial planning. And that is absolutely right on target. What the heck is going on here? We women are hardly meek and passive in our careers. We have more power and earning potential than ever before. We're graduating with more college degrees than men, and we're climbing farther up the ranks in nearly every industry. Nor are we shrinking violets regarding everyday financial affairs. One survey found that a full 90% of women identify themselves as the chief bill payer and shopper for the household. And yet we lag behind men in actions crucial to building wealth and security, such as investing and having a long-term money plan. Because we're fighting against centuries of societal norms in which women were excluded from discussions about finances, many simply aren't interested in these topics, says Amanda Steinberg, who is the CEO and founder of Daily Worth. 
And then there's another woman quoted in here who said that traditionally women have had a head-in-the-sand approach to long-term financial planning. No wonder a recent survey conducted by Daily Worth found that 60% of women thought their investing and planning skills were below average. That lack of engagement has a high cost. According to the Employee Benefit Research Institute, the same number of full-time employed men and women participate in retirement plans. However, men contribute far more to those plans. Their median account balance is $31,388 compared to women's $20,877. One would hope that women's savings would be inching towards parity now that the gender pay gap is becoming a relic. Alas, no, the female financial paradox has continued unabated. Experts have identified four key factors underlying the paradox. Number one, we lack confidence. Odd, isn't it? So many women radiate competence and authority on a daily basis. Brilliant doctors, strong managers, cool and collected stay-at-home moms. But when it comes to this one particular subject, not so much. <coughs> Take Amy, a 42-year-old senior manager based in New York City. Money information just bounces off my brain. It's like I have a force field that won't let it in. Experts say this is understandable reaction to the relative inaccessibility of the male-dominated financial world. Let's go to number two here. We sweat the small stuff. For women, being smart with money traditionally meant knowing meant knowing how to stretch the family dollar. And for generations, the idea was that men earned the money and women decided how to spend it. <laughs> You're up for that, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. So today, not much has changed. Women still make most of the household purchases and many are master deal finders. The overwhelming majority of women, 76%, regularly clip <laughs> coupons and 38% buy in bulk. When they find themselves hitting up the sale racks, women need to remember that even the best deal they find is worth far less than a smart investment in their retirement fund, said a friend of mine, Eleanor Blaney. All right, Eleanor, I understand. And number three, we're waiting for someone else to fix the problem. Remember that the Mad Men era wasn't that long ago. Most women were raised to believe that their husbands would handle the finances. Few people now in their 40s and older were raised by mothers who were the key financial decision makers. Often, neither parent counseled daughters about saving or investment. And even some women in their 30s or younger have grown up with the idea that they would be secondary earners and a man would be responsible for investing and long-term savings. And number four, we focused on goals, not numbers. I don't know that that's such a bad thing. But in the financial world, a great deal is made a bold-faced number on your bank statement. And certainly women want to make money as much as the next guy. But we're after a lot more than just a fat but abstract figure in our investment accounts. I don't care about how much money I have on paper. I want to know if I can make the choices that are important to me. Can I afford to buy a new home? Can I send my children to college? Travel after retirement? These are the concrete goals that matter the most to us. And that means the financial conversations about saving and investing that we have with our planner or spouse need to be directly connected to the results we want to see in our lives. Come on, what's going on here? And that's pretty much it. That's the four of them. So 
We're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, with our guest expert in a few minutes about <laughs> financial literacy, which is like my big thing I want to scream and yell about because most women are exactly like this mm -hmm. person described in this article. Uh, we're terrific people with the money that we get every week to buy things and to, we love the bargains. We love to go shopping, but talk to somebody about what is a stock or what is a bond and it's just like that force field comes up. Boom. I don't want to hear about but it. But do you think it's the way, again, goes back to the way our brains are wired? No. <clears throat> no? No. It has nothing to do with that. It's all, it's cultural and it's all having to do with the fact that we are not oriented towards the future of things. We've always left that up to our husbands and like that's their job. Um, buying a house. Yes, we want input on it. We want the house to be what we want it to be. But he's still responsible for negotiating the mortgage and making the payments and deciding how to do. That's still traditionally traditional. How it is. Traditionally, I guess. About. Yeah. You know and what? Then, though I think that people know it, they just don't want to do it. Well, if there's a know. point to that where you just don't want to do it. Yeah, because you're doing everything else and you're like, let them do whatever. And I think that happens with men and let the women do it. I think that it's just what happens. You know, speaking to that story, that young professional 21, yes. I remember working at a TV station at that young age and yeah. like... You worked paycheck to paycheck. So the right. last thing I wanted to think about was, was fork over could more I really money. fork yes. over that percentage in a 401k? Right. Fortunately, I realized, and, and I still have that same account that I've turned over different, and I mean, it's it's done great. And that's, you just aren't in that mode of thinking at that age. Mm -hmm. And that's why it has to start when you're in high school and when <sighs> financial literacy, because it's, it's, all there, but no one takes the time to really uh -huh. look at it until yeah. you're and in the And it's not really mix. as time-consuming or as difficult as people think it is. Mm -hmm. I just think women are so busy doing so many other things that they, if they can have push it off on to someone else, same way with men, they can push it if they do it. I just think that's what, well, it, and that's, that's probably what formed tradition that in many is, ways. It yeah. is, but at the same time, <clears throat> uh, when people married, a long time ago. They, divorce was just not something mm -hmm. that you had affairs, you lived in separate homes, you did something, but you never divorced. Mm -hmm. It was weird. So women never had to come up against that to understand anything. That's the point that I'm making is that when these life transitions occur and you have no background, that is the wrong time to learn. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. That's the wrong time. You just have so much stress in your life and so many fears and worries that learning about finances at that point is the wrong time. And when uh -huh. you get sit down in front of an attorney who says, well, we can split this and put it into a quadro and we can put half of this over here and you can have that. It's just like, whoa, glaze over. I have no clue. Right. But the thing is, if you understood something about that, you know, and you're, you're a good example. You're involved in an investment club. And you've learned lots of stuff about investing and, and all that stuff. You mean, it, not just what is a stock, but you've gone deeper than that to understand what you're looking at. Well, yeah, and I think it was important to do that. But I was also a banker. So and years and years and years ago, when 
um, discount brokerage happened at banks. Yeah. All I was like so interested in that, and I learned a lot from that. So I mean, I learned a lot about things. It didn't mean though that there were parts of when I was married that I didn't push those kind of things well, off, sure. just That's... because I was doing other things. I knew what they were, and I could handle them with, especially even with mortgage information. I, mean, I sold real estate. I mean, so it was easy, but it was. Um, but you're and I exception. understood the legal end of it, like yeah. from the, the the way things are held and those kind of things. So, but yeah, when you learn these, what I love is the way I'm learning from different women in that group because of the way we all look at stock and the way we invested in our own unique way. Because mm -hmm. Rose was saying the one day she was, we just got a new person in or they're coming in and Rose said the way oh no don't tell Laurie she says don't listen I'm telling you all right up front I'm not going I'm not researching I'm not doing the stuff you do the way I pick stock is totally different and it is and the stock we picked are doing great but it's not your traditional way of looking at things I'm not an analyzer and that kind of stuff so it it but we all have our you're right it's given me great insight yeah and I loved it and you're an exception to the someone rule. Else. You're the exception to the rule. Well, I yeah. don't think there are a lot of women out there who can say that. What? You've had pieces of experience during the course of your life that all add up yeah. to you having a very broad knowledge of finances. Right. But there are a lot of women who've never been exposed to that. No, I know. That. I get it. I get it. All right. Well, we're going to take a very quick break. We're, we will be back with Miss Patty DeCipio, who's actually been joining us, although she's not been announced <laughs> as our guest <laughs> expert from Fidelity Bank. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn, the Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Okay, everybody, welcome back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and I am Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I'm Lynn Evans. I'm the managing director of Women of Substance, LLC. It's a new financial planning firm for baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. It's on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. I have no idea what Stitcher is, but someday you'll tell me. I will. Okay. <laughs> so we have Miss pa Patty DeCipio, as I mentioned earlier, who is with Fidelity Bank. Patty, your exact title? Marketing Communications Officer. Yay! There you <laughs> go. So Patty does a wonderful <clears throat> job, and we're happy to have her here. And we're talking about, as Lynn was saying, these financial uh, inform the financial information that women and everybody needs, but mm -hmm. we're talking about women. And you were telling us that next year their Fidelity is going to be working very closely with that. Well, we're community bank. So community banking, you know, we're all about elevating our community, right? And part of the way we do that is through financial literacy education. We do a ton of it in schools. We do, um, we have five or six schools that we do this Ever Five program, which is a, um, for elementary and for high school students on financial literacy to get them started at an early age. We oh, said before, you know, it. more kids are more savvy than we probably were at, our, at, at that age. Mm -hmm. But there's so much out there and banking is changing and the way you manage your money is changing between, you know, you can exchange money via your phone now and it, mm -hmm. there's just so many ways to make it work. But also, education is becoming more and more expensive. Planning for the future more expensive, right? Um, you know, getting in debt 
Um, you probably all remember in college when you, you know, everybody signed up for a credit card. A lot of my friends got in a lot of trouble with their credit card. It's the first, um, first, first true uh, freedom to have some money to do things and it's not your money, right? Yeah. Um, so we've made a commitment to that. And one of the things that we're doing in January is everybody schedules their annual physical checkup every year. So we thought we'd come to the bank and have your financial physical um, at the beginning of the year. So beginning in January, the first uh, January 8th, um, we're starting our financial fitness checkup. So you come to the bank, we have a neat little display set up and it could be customers and non-customers. We invite you to come in as well. And we have a, a have a little checklist and our bankers will, you know, talk to you and say, you know, you want to go over some questions and it helps you really think about um, what, where you stand, what you need to do. And the first place to start is, is getting your annual, annual credit check. Um, once a year, you're entitled to a free check of your credit from one of the major um, credit check companies. Um, you can go on the uh, CFPB, yeah, CFPB. Um, I can't think I'm of trying to think is. of the initials. I know. Um, <laughs> and you can get uh, that done for free. So, you know, you want to look at, are you investing for the future? Are you, what are you going to do about retirement? Have you paid off debts? Do you have high interest credit cards that you need to manage? Do you have a mortgage? Perhaps it's time to think about refinancing and getting a lower rate. Are you paying on another loan? And perhaps there's a way to lower that interest rate. Are you being diligent about paying your bills and ended up paying finance fees, which is just wasted money? That's not smart finance. Are you looking at setting up auto payments with online banking? A whole bunch of tools are available out there. Those are the kind of questions that can help people. And also, are you saving time? Are you being efficient with your time? You can bank with mobile deposit, mobile banking app, um, online banking. You can basically do your all your banking in your pajamas right now, right? <laughs> yeah, you can even it. apply for a loan that way. <clears throat> so um, it's neat. We have some neat little giveaways and we'll come in and talk to you. And it's really set to work with what you're looking to accomplish. And we have some materials that people can take away if they don't have time to meet with us. They can actually even call our call center at 800-800-1-800-388-4380. 1-800-388-4380 is our customer care center. And you can actually call and set an appointment and go into one of our branches for that appointment and get your physical. So it's you a neat can, little idea. Right. I, I, I didn't realize that. So you call the call center and they will schedule an appointment. I love it. That's what we're going to do for this campaign in, in January. That so we'll have, that's great. So like a doctor's appointment. Exactly. You can send an appointment. That's what I was thinking. You know, okay. it's, it's a good time of year. It's a good time of year to really start your year off right because you're coming off all that financial expenditures during the holidays. You know, you've made resolutions to get your your finances in check. You and know. you get that credit card bill and you just want to hide. Right. So it's good motivation. You know, Absolutely. To say, I got to get this thing straightened out. Yeah. And, you know, even just there's, and there's so many great tools that many people don't even take advantage of that just make your life so much easier and allow you to be more efficient with your money. Yeah. You know, so that's what we're looking to do. Um, you know, and we'll be continuing to do some other things throughout the year that we've been doing. Um, you know, we do the Teach Kids to Save in April every year, um, which is we send our bankers out to local schools and they do lessons in financial literacy for the little, little I ones in preschool. Great. It's wonderful. And we hope to do a lot more this year with our green team and kind of doing, uh, we've been talking about doing some neat programs because, you know, that really is, that really is a neat place to start when I've, I have children, so the marketing projects I do, I always think as a young family, what's important? And that's what really builds our community is when you engage families, parents, kids, and their relatives that um, to, to be financially literate. 
So, do you will you do the house this year? We are talking <laughs> looking at or they perhaps, every other year. Well, we've done this is the second one we're looking to do some other ones i don't know if it'll be this year although we're, we're we are opening a new branch in dallas this oh, year yes. so yep. that's big in the works where is that patty um, location it's in the shopping center the dallas shopping center run on that main busy drive oh that's right that's yeah right. it's it. it's a really neat location a lot of other retail around that area but um we're very excited about that and we're we're just thrilled. We've been very happily welcomed by the all the local uh, university. Ms. Cordy is there. We have a lot of wonderful businesses. The chamber is phenomenal. They do a lot of neat projects. So we're very excited to go out in that area. Good. I told you there's a great pizza uh, Italian restaurant right in there called Tomasino's. It's really good. Mm, I'm yeah. sure we'll be very so, familiar yes, with that Yes, you one. will. <laughs> I'll be spending a lot of time out there this mm-hmm. spring. So. But I love Dallas. I love that whole back mountain area. It's it's nice back there, and it it's a pretty location. And they are fortunate enough to get um, Comcast back there, you know, <laughs> that back neck of the woods, back mountain. They do? Yeah. Well, what do you mean what they're fortunate enough? Well, because then they can see me on, t- on TV. Oh, excuse so. me. I forgot <laughs> that piece. Oh. <laughs> Say that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that was where we were going. Because we, it, well, ECTV goes into the back mountain in the in Luzerne County. Now, and so. now that's clear. <laughs> I always say that. So every time I drive by, I think, oh, you lucky dogs. <laughs> I digress. Anyway, Patty, so what else is happening at Fidelity then? Well, we'll be continuing um, to host our Fidelity Community Connections events. Um, yeah, how did they go this year? Oh, did we, you start? Did you start the beginning of last year? Or was it in the around February middle? we began? Okay, so it's a year under your belt. What do you think? It was great. We had about thirty events. Um, each wow. of the branches tries to host about one a quarter, so about four at each of the branches. So mm-hmm. we're hoping to have forty plus because hopefully Vals will be up and running um, to take part in a few of them as well. But these are great ways for us to engage with the community. You know, they're not meant to be, you know, a sales opportunity. They're meant to be to get to know us as your neighbor, as your friend, as a place to meet people and, and get to uh, to treat as a, another space where it's community oriented. So How do you advertise those? Pat? We do a lot of them on Facebook and, okay. and Twitter and also our digital screens in the branches. We um, we try to promote through our local community, handing out buck slips and flyers. The newspaper, uh, we send press releases out so you might see them in the paper sometimes. Okay. The chamber's really good about that too. So okay. it's out there. But And we have a calendar on our website, um, www wbankatfidelity.com. Um, you can look on our community events page there as well. But we just had three three wonderful Christmas events. Um, one down in Pittston, we had a choir singing in Santa Claus. We had a great one up in Abington. The library has become a very, very good friend of our... our um, right next door. Right well, next door. Leah, and our Leah new manager, is... Joanne Pizzuti, um, up in... Um, She's doing a great job, and and they they hope to do some really neat things. The ice sculpture is the ice festival that's coming in February. Yes, February, yeah. Harry Potter theme. I oh, can't cool. wait. Oh, yeah, nice. Leah Rudolph is very very good with organizing things from the library standpoint. Yeah, so but she's actually retired, mm-hmm. Leah. Oh, yeah. she did. Yeah. When? Yeah, last year. And the, she's um, gone. Forgetting no, not her, a year. Her, her uh, it's successor. not a year, is it, Patty? Just about, I think. <gasps> yeah, but yes, yeah, you're so right. Oh and, my and gosh, she was so wonderful. I had no idea. 
idea. And her successor wow. is every who bit is as great. Who do you know? Who and you I'm know? sorry, I oh, can't remember right. right now. I'm just trying. We'll just keep saying. Uh, too, Leah, if too Leah much trained the, her well, then she's going to be it's, good. It's so. great. So what a great resource <laughs> and a gem there, the the library. And um, another one in West Scranton. We had a, a great. It's, it's just terrific well, to West see people. West is best, come Patty. We're not going to argue there, are we? We do love our West Scranton. <sighs> but uh, we'll be having different, all kinds of different events. And I hope to have at least one kids event, um, you know, at each of the brands just throughout the year. That's what we're looking to, what, to do. When you say a kids event, what do you mean? So I don't know if you remember, we have Sammy Saves a Lot. He's, yes. our, yeah, he's yeah. our mascot. And yes. uh, um, my my oldest um, uh, child is, is very... Uh, fond of him as well he often <laughs> hangs out with him at many of the events and wink wink oh, okay. yeah so um uh sammy does you know appearances at these events and we have usually some kind of financial literacy tie-in of story time on i don't know save we have a lot of neat little financial literacy books that i've incorporated in different lessons we might do we'll visit sammy the bank talk? no sammy's You're silent not allowed. they're That's not allowed yeah. yeah he's silent um so who, who does the the stories um we usually have one of our bankers or you know sometimes with some community friends that might come in we'll okay. partner up with different different uh uh partners the library's been helpful in some of those kind of things um other so and uh yeah and and my my nick is uh is uh, really embraced sammy and uh has okay. performed for us <laughs> this is very nice so yeah but, how um, old's nick he's 16 and then how old are your other two? Um, I have one who's going to be 12 in March, so 11 going on 40. Yeah. And <laughs> That's the girl I'm and taking. Yes, it oh, is. See? It is my little blondie yeah. and my uh, my youngest just turned 10. So right for last weekend. So, yeah, so we're excited for the holiday. It's always a good time. And so these little things, will you, um, <clears throat> do you do it at the library or in the branch? Oh, you... no, no. These are all uh, at each of the branches, okay. but we're, we'll host some kind of kids event. We're hoping to, to set that up this year because I think that's a really great way to get families to come out. It's a great way to, to really engage with the community and, uh, and, you know, learn a little bit about finance, right? Mm -hmm. See the banks, not? get a yeah. tour of the coin machine and how the bank, bank works. And it's, we'll have some summer things. So it's going to be a fun year. I think it's great. It always, good. They, and, and I always, I think it, it, getting to your point, Lynn, of, of teaching children when they're young mm -hmm. to understand, to know, to just little things that work that they can re recall and then remember and say, you know, I, I thought of that. Or I, and just as you always, we talk about this about how what we looked at as young kids mm -hmm. with, with our parents and money and how that relates to how we spend it today okay. so that's did you have an allowance when you were a child I did, did not a steady kind of thing I, I mean I think we did but we didn't I mean we really it wasn't a, a, a definite thing it was we we helped and then you and know, did you we, guys do it with your kids I, I don't no, do allowances no I never did but I I do I do hire them <laughs> yeah, no, I never. I, I do hire them for jobs, but there's certain jobs I just never was big, you know. And I, I've, I've done some research on that because that's come up in some of these financial things that I get, like emails and newsletters, and like that debate. You know, what kind of parent are you? That do you do allowances or don't you? Yeah, no. it's a good way to teach money skills too. I just got a job at 16 <laughs> at a work yeah. in Gary's when it was the only store as a cashier. Oh, yeah. Washburn in North Main, West Side. Patty, please tell everyone how they can get in touch with you or call the bank in general for any information. Sure. And so that 800 number again um, is 1-800-388-4380 or our website is bankbankat.com 
bankoffidelity.com. Um, bankoffidelity.com. You can reach us Facebook, Twitter, we're on, on both, um, and LinkedIn. Um, and you can um, you just email that us. 800 number again? Sure, 800-388-4380. There we go. Well, Sit thank down. you, Miss Patty DiCipio. Lynn, we'll see you next week, right before the new year. So everybody, please have a wonderful and, and very merry Christmas. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next week. Please be safe and please be nice. Bye. Merry, merry Christmas. Christmas. Bye. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.